Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, on all of our social media platforms and on our YouTube channel starting this season as well. It is Thanksgiving week, and if you are a coach that is practicing Thanksgiving week, that means that you're in the quarterfinals here this season in the state of Georgia. We're down to the final eight in each of the eight championship games, so the field has gone from 250-plus down to 64 John here, Hannah there, and it's a, a trip into 5A this time, but I know that you wanted to talk about some other stuff before we get into our discussion about 5A football this time. Well, I'm back. I mean, that's that the most too. important part. Well, that is true, I mean, I'm yes. back in studio. Yes, you're Sounding back. Sounding a little See? bit more clear. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and then happy Turkey Day week, everybody. Yes. This is a... This is a special, special week for people. Yeah, and we'll talk about our turkey weeks and, mm-hmm. and how spread to the four winds they are in just mm-hmm. a little bit. But uh, what's on your mind before we dive into 5A? You want to talk about 7A? You want to talk about anything across the board? What, what were some of your ta- top takeaways from uh, our game of the week? Our game of the week and was the any second other round game of the week that uh, pops into your head. Second round showdown between one seed Milton and two seed Marietta at the Eagles Nest. Mm-hmm. The Eagles and senior running back Jordan McDonald were just too much for the Blue Devils. John, final score twenty eight to twenty one. Milton wins it. McDonald on fire. Mm-hmm. Had the big run. Fire. Had the big run running for a. You know, had 248, mm-hmm. basically averaged about 10 yards a carry, but had the 80-plus yard run coming up in their first possession. And I think that kind of set the tone. There were times, I mean, it was a frantic game in the first in the first quarter. Two turnovers each side. I know that uh, Adam Clack will be looking at that this oh, week yeah. and sitting there saying, this cannot happen. This will be one of the things that we fix. But it was a back-and-forth game. Uh, Marietta came back second half, made it close, and then you see uh, Milton put the pedal down to win by 17, 38-21. Devin Farrell rushed for 157, passed for 104. Jordan McDonald, you said, runs for 248, Mm -hmm. heading to UCF. So this go-round, we'll get into all of the matchups on the flip side after our interviews, but Mill Creek and Milton coming up in the 7A quarters this week. I have to say some of the best post-game interviews. Well, the the one with all the guys in the background, what game was that again? That was the best post-game oh, that interview. That was oh, Cambridge. Cambridge. That was and the John's best post-game Creek. interview. Yeah. Coach Clack telling all of his players on TV to not overeat on Thanksgiving <laughs> over and over and over was hilarious. And then McDonald in his postgame interview gave a shout out to UCF saying they were the national champs. And UCF mm-hmm. retweeted it. Yeah. And apparently it's going a little viral on social media. Well, that's what it's there for. You know, because you sit there. GPB is just viral. You're, yeah, we are. Uh, so you and you added a syllable there. GPB is viral. Yeah, viral. Vi- I feel like I feel like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Commander Sandy, I feel like Polly Shore all of a sudden. It's like, uh, you know, chilling with the weasel. Uh, yeah, Hannah has snapped to life. She's I'm a little sleepy earlier. Back. I'm, I'm, back I'm back, baby. She's it must back. be this tea. Uh, that, the tea's it, finally working. So she's gone to tea this week, and she was wondering where the caffeine was, but she's she's like she's dragging because the, the, the tea apparently was not caffeine tea. I think it just takes longer maybe to kick in than coffee. Okay. I'm feeling it now. Are you a tea person? I both tea and coffee, any caffeine, I'm good with. Okay, yeah. So, because I mean, me traditionally, you know, being a Pepsi guy in a Coke town or in a Coke state, the Mountain Dew guy. You know it. I mean, it's right here, actually. 
And disclaimer, I'm allowed to have some caffeine being pregnant, everybody. So okay, I was no gonna, judgment I was, here. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> hey, I got my first dirty look the other day. Oh, why? why? I was in the why? Starbucks line why? late. Okay. Had my coffee in the morning. Didn't have anything throughout the day. And I was dragging. We had some stuff to do in the evening. Well, we were putting up all of our Christmas decorations. Went into Starbucks. Okay, so that's another thing we got to talk about. I got some dirty looks, yeah. some dirty looks at Starbucks. You, all right, so I'm going to give her a dirty look right now. I could have been ordering right anything. Now. I could have been ordering a decaf, which I wasn't. Could have been ordering a those little those little fruity drinks that they have. Yeah, the 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 dragon fruit. Yeah, uh, passion fruit. Whatever. Passion fruit. Yeah. All right, so this is where I'm going to give you a dirty look. Okay. Now. I want to make sure that your mm-hmm. sentence, you, that you were correct with your sentence. You've already started putting up your Christmas decorations. Oh, they're up. Done. Oh, my. Done. Okay. <laughs> See, now we need like a penalty flag or something here. <laughs> you guys throwing the flag on me? It's not even Come Thanksgiving. On. Oh, but it's so fun. It's festive. Do that the day after Thanksgiving. Do the weekend after Thanksgiving well, is when you start putting up your Christmas you'd stuff. Be, you'd be happy to know we wait to put the outside lights up until after Thanksgiving. But Excuse everything me? else is done. Excuse wow. me? That, uh... I'm sorry. That's a thumbs down from like the, the, the Nelson household. The day after Thanksgiving, the outside no. twinkle lights. The, the boss the has the, the, the orange lights up. And until after Thanksgiving, when we come back, then that's when we do all of our Christmas stuff. It's like you're jumping holidays. Why don't you just go ahead? She should just go ahead and have the Christmas <laughs> decorations up all year long. Sure. Then. I would that's, love that. That's how it should be. Then if you're just going to go ahead and do that, be like all the department stores that are just selling things for Christmas, starting like, oh, I don't know, Christmas in July. A Hobby Lobby starts in October. Do you have the uh, Mariah Carey playing? Is that sticky? I haven't been listening to any no. Christmas songs yet, no. No, no. Yeah, that's a real foul. Yeah, that's, no. That's too early for me. Probably should have played some while we were putting up the decorations, but we didn't. I'm sorry. That's a penalty flag for me. Yeah, so, so no Mariah Carey one, yet. One holiday at a time. You're jumping holidays here. You're jumping the holiday queue. We're just queue. excited. I'm just excited. But being excited and being caffeinated about a, a future holiday. <laughs> excited and caffeinated. Excited. That's great. Excited and caffeinated about a future holiday. You're not allowed to skip holidays. Well, I did. We did. We do. All right. So you want to go ahead and tease our guests and go ahead and talk Let's to our first Let's tease our guests. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a lot of 5A. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some epic playoff battles. Epic playoff battles. We'll have two coaches on today from that classification to talk all about it. Mm-hmm. Calhoun advanced to the quarterfinals by beating region champs Ware County. So we'll hear from head coach Clay Stevenson. We'll ring the upset alarms on that one. And Jones County put up 66 against Eastside to advance. So we'll also talk to coach Mike Chastain. So we'll be heavy 5A. We're going to look at the brackets before we bring them on. Bracket, 5A bracket. And then after the interviews, we're going to go through all the other brackets. So John's biggest surprises, takeaways, craziest matchups. Sure. We'll we'll recap. We'll preview. So Mm -hmm. stick around after the interviews. All right, so we got 5A. We're locked into 5A for this show, and I know that you want to look at what happened in 5A Mm -hmm. with Jones County and their offense and the madness that happened down in Waycross. Yeah, I mean, I got got my brackets from the show on Friday. Brought them all all with me. Well, you see, now you can go ahead and flip them so everybody can see. Yeah, there you go. The notes are so embarrassing, though. But that that shows you how much you— chicken scratch. (laughs) But at least you can read it, and that's what matters. So we're going to be talking about bottom left and bottom right mm-hmm. for our interviews. So why right. don't we start with top left, John? Okay. So top left, you're Creekside looking at Creekside versus Whitewater. Creekside and Whitewater. Creekside mm-hmm. in a shootout knocked off St. Pius 41-34. 
and Whitewater beat Lithia Springs. Great story in Lithia Springs making it to the second round of the playoffs. They won by 16, Whitewater 49-33. So Creekside and Whitewater, two high-powered offenses, are upper left. All right, upper right, Villarica defeated Harris County 34-21. Blessed Trinity beat Woodward 28-13. So Villarica versus BT in the quarterfinals. And I think that that's one of the surprises on the board was Blessed Trinity knocking off Woodward Academy as a one seed. And so BT with their running game, we all know what their running game is all about. BT makes it to the, the next round. They make it into the quarters, taking on a uh, Villarica team head coached by Tim Barron. And Tim is turning things around. He knows what it means to be in the last game of the year and win the last game of the year recently with a championship at Heard County and Double A knocking off Rockmart a couple of years ago downtown. So you you have the playoff experience of Villarica mm-hmm. and a stern test coming with them as BT heads to VR this upcoming weekend. Let's go bottom left. Warner Robins beat region champ Cartersville 24-17. And Jones County beat Eastside 66-42. We're going to talk a lot more about that game coming up. So Warner Robins versus Jones County in the quarters. That one's going to be fun. We catch up with Mike Chastain here in a little bit to find out. Two towns, 30 miles apart. Get your tickets now or like yesterday. Get, Get your tickets yesterday, basically. And finally, bottom right, Clark Central versus Calhoun. John. Yeah, Clark, Calhoun wins the the ninety one point, uh, basically an arena football game. Whoever had the ball last or was gonna make that one stop, and we'll get into that with Clay Stevenson here in just a little bit. Clark Central, we know how stout they are defensively, holding Stars Mill to seven points, winning twenty four seven. Dave Perno and Clay Stevenson with uh, Calhoun going to Athens, and it's a familiar matchup with these two schools. It is. Let's go ahead and bring on Calhoun head coach Clay Stevenson to talk all about his playoff run and that huge win against Ware County. Hey, Coach, welcome in. You edged out region champs Ware County 49-42 by stopping the Gators inside the five-yard line with 12 seconds left. Take us through what you were thinking in that moment and, and talk about the game overall. Yeah, no, the way you said it got me got me uh, sealed all over again. Um, it, was a, it was an exciting game. It was back and forth between two great teams. Coach Strickland at Ware County is, is you know, they're, they're – capable of making a run in the playoffs every year and that's credit to, to him and his staff and it was just a, a knockdown drag out type of ball game and you know neither team deserved to lose it was, it was probably going to come down to who had the ball last and you know we were lucky enough to, to make him fumble there and got the ball back with 12 seconds to, to, to get it last and win the game how crazy was it considering it was a 91 point game i mean we were watching it we were keeping an eye on it up here in atlanta and it was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. When you have a tennis match like that, what's it like being a coach in a tennis match? Yeah, you really just got to stay in the moment and know that every possession is a, is a crucial possession. You know, offensively, you you, you got to have the mindset you got to score every every time you get it. And on defense, you don't need to stop them every time, but you got to trust that you're going to stop them, um, you know, once or twice. And I think we got uh, two stops in the second half, and that was pretty much the difference in the game. Well, you did it all by traveling over 300 miles, Calhoun to Waycross. You got back at like 5 a.m. Saturday morning. Talk about the travel, I guess, first, talk about the travel to the game and, and what that was like for your players. And on the flip side of that, what it was like coming home. I'm guessing that was a pretty quiet bus ride. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough trip. And just the, the, the actual mileage and then, logistics of everything of trying to get 100 people fed four times in a day 
Um, it's tough and the travel and where you're going to stay. But we took the mindset that we had to embrace it. And um, I talked with Coach Foster that they, they had to – at Cartersville, they had to make the trip last year. And um, we kind of kept pretty much the same itinerary they did. Um, we stopped a couple of times. We took some cornhole boards to try to pass some time at one of the stops just to get out and, and walk around. And uh, then went down to Tifton. And uh, so – it, you know, the, the trip down there was, it is what it is. And the trip back is just brutal. You know, we, we got back at about 435 and you got to get everything done. The jerseys put in the washer and stuff. So I think we laid our head on the pillow about the time the sun was coming up. Um, so Ooh. the whole weekend was just kind of a, a mush. And then all of a sudden it's Monday. And yeah, and all of a sudden it's Monday, and we all know that coaches sit there and say, well, you know, if we're practicing Thanksgiving week, that's a great thing because it means we're in whatever round of the playoffs we're in. But you're talking about a holiday week coming off of a week where, and a weekend where you're having to travel 300 plus miles, you fall asleep maybe six o'clock Saturday morning, then you're having to get right back at it. I mean, this is, this is a grind and a half on a, on a holiday schedule, too. It is, but you know, luckily, the, the holiday works in our favor with this situation because you know we didn't have to go to school for seven hours today and then try to practice when we got through. So we we practiced this morning, and um, you know, we tried to make sure we 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 stressed the message this morning to them of, of that was over. Yes, it was a fun trip and enjoyable, but let's but let's bask in that and, and, and reminisce about it after the season. We've got to make sure that we're we're prepared and ready to go this week, or, or last week didn't mean anything. So when we have our broadcasts on Friday, we do the the upset alert sirens and two seed beating one seed where county was definitely had had our I mean, not a huge upset, but had our upset alert graphic ringing. What have you learned about yourself as a two seed throughout the playoffs so far? I'll tell you what, our, our senior class is, is amazing. They um, and I've learned something from them they, they never get too high or too low. You know, they just come about their business every day and know that they've got a job to do. Win, lose, or draw, they show up on Monday, you know, ready to work out and ready to practice. And, you know, something that, that us as coaches have to do as well, you, you, you don't let praise or criticism get you too far up or too far down. Same thing that happened in a game. You don't let good things or bad things um, affect you because you, it doesn't matter how it got to be 21-7. to It was 21-7. to We had to figure out a way to come back. And at halftime, you know, the message was just uh, let's figure out a way to be in the game in the fourth quarter. And we came out and got a couple stops, and it was tied going in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I figured uh, – I knew our kids knew that's exactly where we wanted to be, and they were they, they went out and made some plays in the fourth quarter. As we're talking, it's early in the week. What have you what have you learned about Clark Central? What was what was study hall like on Sunday getting ready for Clark Central out of the blocks? Yeah, well, when we we had to get all the sleep off our eyes because <laughs> it was a, it was a ty- tiring Saturday. But um, they're a big, strong, physical football team. Fast, you know. We we played them last year in the second round, so we're we're fairly familiar with them. We're they're coached really well. Um, it's going to be a, a a totally different type of ball game uh, than it was last last week. This, they're a very physical football team that that run it probably eighty percent of the time. So. Um, Making sure we put Friday night and Saturday morning past us and look forward to uh, to Clark Central is is huge for us this week because they're a, they're a great football team. Their two losses are to Buford and Oconee County, right? And that's pretty much all I had to tell our players and, and it got their attention because they're you know two of the top teams in the state in any classifications most years. So um, they definitely have our full attention and hopefully we can have a good week of practice and be ready to go on Friday.
So I'm putting it in my GPS. This one's 127 miles, two hours and 17 minutes to Athens. How are you preparing for another road trip? Yeah, that's going to be like going, you know, going to the grocery store. It's not a hard trip at all. We made it last year. My my parents and family live in Commerce Jefferson area, so it's not a hard trip at all. We're going to go and, and stop somewhere near Jefferson or Commerce and, and kind of do our walkthroughs and stuff and then head on over to Athens. So it's a, it's a lot logistically a lot easier trip than last week. All right. So since you mentioned your family, let's let's get into Thursday. And we might cycle back to some Friday questions, but let's get into some Thursday yeah, questions. Yeah, let's here. get into the important stuff. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what is Thanksgiving like at the Stevenson household? Well, the, the the challenge is always you know, when we're playing football, the challenge is always to not eat as much as I want to eat because we'll leave here after morning practice and drive to commerce and spend one Thanksgiving there and then we go to a, another family's Thanksgiving that evening. Then we turn around and drive back home. And then, ironically, this year, get on a bus. <laughs> you got to drive right back. back <laughs> right back to exactly where we just were. So um, it's a good time, and uh, it's a lot of travel. But it's uh, I don't get we don't get to see that part of our family too much. So we're looking forward to it, and um, and then really looking forward to getting back over there Friday and getting to play. So your message to the team is: do not overeat. That is correct. Yes, we, we, that's, that's a huge thing because all of us, um, you know, want to sit down and, and eat all day and watch football, and you know, hopefully we can, the kids especially, can just eat a, a plate or two and, and and move on. All right. So when you're fixing your plate, and it can be at either stop one, stop two, or stop three, what is on your plate? What's the go-to meal for you? You're about to make us yeah. all hungry on John. Thanksgiving. What, what's, yes, your, what's your I'm go-to a, plate? I, I'm a meat. I'm, I'm a, I gotta have some turkey. The dressing has to be made the right way. I don't like many onions in it, so uh, I think one of my aunts makes it one way, and one of us makes it the other way. So I'm not gonna tell you which one well, I like. So but. are you the are you the guy that kind of sits there and looks for the onion, and you kind of take the spoon and you kind of carve around the onion just so you can get that section? Yeah, well, you got to get something of everything to make all your family members happy, and then you can kind of dissect it once you get back to your plate, but. Uh, not not a cranberry sauce guy at all, so that's no? one thing that I, I will uh, I will p- pass up. So, but other than that, I'm on I'm gonna put it all on my plate and at least try it. Sounds delicious. Okay, so then <laughs> stomach is growling. Yeah, well, it's growling, and also, and before we started taping, there was the the other element in all of this is that uh, Hannah is probably going to have championship babies. Yes, that's I mean, what John is predicting. I'm yeah. predicting championship babies. But Coach Stevenson had championship babies too. Who knew? I did. Yeah, that's no, great. It was, it was exciting, yes. So when how how did you spend your first Christmas with newborns? This is this is the advice column yeah. section. This is why I wanted to kind of ask this question All too. All the men tune out here. I'm just joking. What kind of advice would you give Hannah and her husband for the first Christmas with newborns? Yeah, I say it was it was awesome. We, we um, 2014 was our first one. We my wife was very pregnant um as you were describing went to the washington, <laughs> went, went, went to the washington county um football game and, and we weren't sure if if we we're gonna be able to she's gonna have it there or what we we're gonna do so uh anyway get through she had it three days later and, and christmas time was was awesome it was uh it was perfect for us because we're teachers and we we're out of school so we get to spend as much time as we could with them but it's a uh it's an awesome awesome experience and especially you know, around christmas time you know your emotions and your feelings are already uh, already on your sleeves, and, and having having a kid then is going to be awesome. Yeah, you said December seventeenth, right? 
That's correct. And yeah. we, we we're, we're December twentieth, so it's going to okay, be right. we're going to be we're yeah. going to be close. Awesome! It's going to be exciting. All right, so uh, back to back to Friday. Let's we push through Thursday and getting to Friday. One of the things that we like to do here on the sh- on the show and with uh, our programming on the TV side is the the Make That Kid an Offer segment. We do that on Recruiting 2021. And I know that we've had a chance to focus on Cole with how incredible a talent he is and how integral he is to your offense. When it comes to your roster, is there anyone that you could sit there and and wave your hand up in the air and for whatever reason, uh, overlooked, understarred, underappreciated, not getting the looks that you think, is there anyone on your roster that you could sit there and say, uh, I'd like for you to make this kid an offer or make this kid a better offer? Who qualifies for that for your roster? Our, Our right guard, Jace Warren. Um, he is a, a great offensive lineman, nasty. He gets after, he finishes blocks. Um, and he's one that I feel like getting a little bit overlooked. I think he's going he's gonna to get his, his due, but it's, um, I feel like he's getting overlooked for sure. Well, Coach, obviously you've got a, a shorter road trip this week going up against Clark Central in the, the 5A quarterfinals. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks for letting us know what's on your go-to plate for Thanksgiving. We figured since this is the Thanksgiving episode, we'd ask some Thanksgiving questions. Great win against Ware County on a tremendous road trip. Good luck this week against Clark Central. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it, guys, and I appreciate all of the, uh, the coverage you give to high school sports. We, uh, we appreciate it. Coach Chastain, you put up 66 points against Eastside in the second round last Friday. How were you able to do that? And take us through your game. Well, first of all, it wasn't me and uh, it wasn't any coach. Our, our, we got really good players, but my, our offense coordinator, defense coordinator, they, they both do a phenomenal job. And and uh, so I want to tip, tip their hat. But uh, John Allen, is we call him Jar, he's he's playing really good ball right now. I think he was 81% the other night on the, in the game and, and uh, threw it 40 40-something times, I believe. And uh, so uh, he played really good. Our running back had a phenomenal game. He he rushed for over 200 yards in the game. So um, um, our guys just are starting to execute and, and hit everything at the right time. Uh, so uh, we're, we're really hitting on all cylinders right now. We got everybody healthy and um, just just glad to see what what could happen over the next few weeks. When you've got a quarterback like John Allen Richter and Jar, I, yes, Jar, John. Have, I know it's Jar. <laughs> I love that. So when when you have as jarring a quarterback as you have, <laughs> thank you there at Jones County this year. I mean, what's it been like since we caught up with you at your spring game? And I know that it was getting him integrated into the offense, getting him comfortable. What's it been like to see his his game grow this year to where it is right now? It's really been awesome. I mean, he um, he's he's um, has blossomed in, in so many ways. He when he was in the ninth grade, a, a lot of folks didn't think he would. I mean, just everybody kind of matured before him, kind of maybe. Um, and he's he's just uh, physically starting to hit everything going at the right time. And he's uh, man, he's had two really really good years, and and this this senior year and off season has been awesome for him. And and um, He's just a great kid, first of all, and, and uh, a football junkie. He loves it. Uh, Toledo just offered him. Lehigh has already offered him. Um, uh, there's been several other guys that are interested in him. I think he's going to be a phenomenal uh, get for whoever ends up getting him uh, over the next uh, few weeks. So um, he's just a great young man, and, and, and when he's on, it's, it's pretty hard to stop 
I just pulled up his recruiting profile, and 247 Sports needs to get with it because they have no offers on here. Yeah, so they need to get with it. I mean, all right, so then... So then let's let's get into this. Uh, you know, traditionally on our Friday night programming, we have the Recruiting 2021 show that precedes our game of the week. And there's a segment at the end of the show that we call Make That Kid an Offer. And for whatever reason, overlooked, underappreciated, understarred, and, and I think that JAR probably fits into this, we always like to ask the question, make this kid an offer or make this kid a better offer. Who on your roster this year would qualify for that, and would John Allen be in that category too? Well, John, uh, Jar has already got an offer, but, yes, no doubt if he didn't, he would definitely fall in that. But um, I, I think um, I think uh, we have a couple guys. Um, um, we have a center that, that is the strongest kid on our team. He's a uh, – He's a three a three seventy five uh, cleaner, which is um, at the state meet. If they had a state meet, which we don't compete in, but he probably would win it most years uh, at that number. And really strong, really smart. He wants to be an engineer, so he's probably not going to take a, an offer, but because he wants to go to Georgia Tech and be an engineer. But if if it if it were to happen, I mean, he's he's definitely a guy that I think someone should offer. Um, he's only five eleven, but he, he is a really good center force and um, has been the anchor for our offensive line this year. And then. And then uh, we have another guy that's a three-year starter for us at, at, in the secondary. But, again, uh, just a little bit undersized, a little short. But people tried him all year long, and, and uh, the odds are he's, he's uh, come out on top most of the time. And he's a, he's a really good player. That's, that's uh, Tay Whipple, and the center was uh, Grayson Duggar. Love, love an academic guy. I mean, engineer at Georgia Tech, that is something special. That's strong. Yeah. Well, I want to get back into the playoffs. You're putting up some serious numbers. 56 points against Griffin. Like I said, 66 points against Eastside. you got Warner Robins coming up, who just beat the region champ Cartersville. What are your expectations for that game? I mean, you're averaging... Averaging 61. 61 points, so high expectations for you, Coach. Well, it's going to be a tall task. They're they're really good, and they're, they're not giving up uh, points nowhere near that um, throughout the season. And 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 they are putting up big numbers themselves. Um, uh, they're they're a really good team. They're everything is ad- advertised, and and uh, Coach Westbrook over there, and 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 those guys do a phenomenal job. I mean, they they play with phenomenal tempo on offense, and and. Um, and in, in the blink of eye, I actually uh, watched the, the Lee County game. Um, and uh, I watched several films now, but I watched that live. And I was just uh, kind of amazed at how fast they they scored. And, I mean, they just do a good job, do a really good job. And so we, we've got a very tough task in front of us. And, and hopefully we can get, um, get out there and uh, do the best we can do. And it's two great football towns. And this is something that, you know, we talked about on, on – last week after your win, but I wanted to address it again here, is that it's two great football towns that are about 30 miles apart. I guess my, my first sub-question is, have tickets gone on sale and have you already sold out? <laughs> no, we have, they haven't gone on um, <laughs> I think they're going to sell, or they may have been on sale uh, just to usually go on sale around 12 or 1 o'clock on Monday. So um, uh, being that, that it's Turkey Week and all, I don't know if our AD has got them up yet or not, but um, – uh, I'm sure it will uh, sell out soon or whatever. There'll be a big crowd. I know that. Um, um, I know Warner Robins uh, travels well, and and uh, it's awesome. And so I have no doubt it'll be it'll be a phenomenal atmosphere. 
What's it like with these two football towns? You've spent time in Warner Robins. You know what Warner Rob, what football means to Warner Robins, and now you're spending time in Gray and know what it means to Jones County. What does football, for someone who's never been in, in Middle Georgia to see a game, what does football mean to these two football towns? Well, I mean, uh, you know, and, and at Warner Robins, I mean, uh, it's what the community does. It's not football, just football. It's baseball, basketball, right. if you can anything here. I mean, the, the uh, community loves their sports here, and and uh, I think I think our school does a phenomenal job at, at uh, getting uh, – uh, Make it, making sports important, and and, uh, and you can tell with the crowd. We generally put a pretty good crowd in, in a in the stands for every game, and and it's not it's not just because of what we're doing right now. It's the people in Gray, man. They're awesome, and uh, they love their sports, and they come out in a mighty way to support um, support every sport, not just football. You've been with Jones County for three seasons since 2019. Made it to the semifinals each year. So if you beat Warner Robins mm-hmm. on Friday. You would go to the semifinals for the third year in a row. What's what's been the the secret behind having success right off the bat there at Jones County? Well, I, I was very fortunate to, to follow uh, Coach Rogers, and I, I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of really really good head coaches um, throughout the state. Um, I've been in a lot of places, and and um, I think I think there's a, a bunch of keys that you have to have to be able to get things going and and one first and foremost is the admin and the support from um the the central office and and it it is second to none here in jones and and i I tell people all the time if you can't be successful here it's it's probably got something to do with the coaching this because because they uh they they really do a great job of giving you what you need and and to be successful and and um um, still still maintaining the, the the respect of of academics and and I, I just think it's a great place it really is and and, and we we have good players um and when you're in a one horse town that where where um all the players come to you all the time it, it's, it's it's awesome awesome deal so uh, uh we have really good players and we got good coaching we got good admin support we got good facilities um that that's that's key to to being able to have success first of all and and uh then just then just being able to find a way to stay healthy long enough to play good in the playoffs. I think that's that's big too. So um and and lastly and for certainly uh certainly not least, but uh the good Lord's gotta bless you and I think he's blessed us in a mighty way. So uh we are just gonna keep giving him glory and honor for, for letting us play this far. Mike Chastain, the head coach of Jones County, hanging out with us for another couple of minutes on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Now it's it's a holiday week. It's Thanksgiving week. Yes you want to be practicing and no, there's no school, so you're somewhat uh, – you can kind of have a singular focus. But how difficult is it to practice during a holiday week with family demands and all this kind of stuff? How, how difficult is it to practice on a week like this? I think it's tough a little bit sometimes. I think you got you got people that have stuff going on, but, but uh, a lot of times um, in, in football, uh, to make it – to be able to play on uh, Thanksgiving week is is a, it's a big honor, and a lot of people don't ever get to do that. So, so um, it's it's a little easier on on this week than it is most. And then, obviously, when you got a big game like uh, this week that we have, um, I, I don't think it'll be hard at all getting our guys fired up, ready to practice this week. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Thanksgiving. What's Thanksgiving like there at the Chastain household? What do you guys do? Well, uh, uh, usually we we 
spend time with family and friends and uh um this this thanksgiving thursday we'll have some uh family over at our house and and then uh uh saturday uh which is be kind of neat um after the game we'll we'll meet in Warner robins and um uh eat at my brother's house but when we do that we have our all of our family from south georgia come up and and uh kelly chastain is the offensive line coach at Warner robins he was there with me at Warner robins and he um he'll be there saturday and and we'll him and his family from south georgia from thomasville will be there so uh, it's it'll be neat we'll we actually i actually uh spend thanksgiving or saturday after thanksgiving eating thanksgiving dinner with uh with uh <laughs> opposing team one of the opposing team coaches so uh-huh. it'll be cool so when you fill out your plate and this is a question that we we asked clay stevenson of calhoun is up so when you're filling out your plate what's on it well, a lot, a lot. <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, uh, there's, there's one thing I don't like, and that's olives. So if they don't, if they don't have olives in it, I'm right I'm there with you. Nice. Of it eating, so. Okay. So cranberry, homemade or out of the can? Uh, again, if it ain't olives. <laughs> He's uh, eating I, it, I, I John. I, I don't eat. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't usually grab a cranberry a whole lot, but. Um, as I get older, I start grabbing a little bit more, so I, I'm not an expert. Okay, so light meat or dark? I'm a light meat guy. I am, yeah. Okay. Uh, stuffing. Is it uh, dressing or stuffing? Dressing. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's your desserts? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a pecan, pecan pie, pie in there, yeah. Pecan pie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, is there something that is made inside the Chastain family tree that is like a homemade dish that's brought in? Because uh, my wife— This the ball- is the turkey interrogation. It is. It is. It's Thanksgiving <laughs> interrogation because this is what's important. Is there a homemade dish that is brought into the equation, or is there something that's a little off the beaten track? Because uh, the boss in my household has a dish that is a rice dish that is straight up—it's like— uh, consomme and white rice, and it is the most fattening thing ever, and it is the most glorious thing ever that she adds to our Thanksgiving meals. Is there anything that's out of, out of the beaten track that's brought to the table from the Chastain household? <laughs> I would say uh, uh, probably not, but if there was, um, here lately my mom um, has been bringing uh, brisket from from a um, from a a place in Warner Robins called Martin's. It's been it's been phenomenal. Mark, Mark, but, uh, <laughs> writing that yeah, one yeah. down. Writing this yeah. down. I haven't heard of brisket for Thanksgiving before. That sounds yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I, I hadn't either until she brought it. But man, when she brings it, it's, yeah. it's definitely all gone because it's it's phenomenal to eat. But but uh, no, nah, I don't think I don't think we do a whole lot real different. To be honest with you. Okay. Our staple is uh, broccoli casserole. It sounds gross, but it's so good. We, uh, lots of we, cheese. Uh, We've had broccoli casserole plenty of times. I, I wouldn't say that's gross. Uh, that's, that's that's a good good choice. Okay. <laughs> all right. So now, last last question for you. And thanks for hanging out for all of these incredibly insightful questions, considering it is Thanksgiving week. Okay. Hannah has already put up her Christmas tree uh, in her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the decorations are up. All the decorations are up, except for the outside portion of the house. When it comes to putting up holiday decorations have you skipped a holiday and you already headed toward christmas or are you waiting until after thanksgiving to put up your christmas stuff i would i would say i would bet that we beat hannah uh, we, we've we've had our christmas decorations up for probably three or four weeks right oh now. they have me beat john wow we my, did ours last my week wife, my wife loves it we have to we had fall break i don't know whenever that was and i had to get something out of our 
our storage shed. And while we were out there, she said, go ahead and get the, the Christmas tree and <laughs> yeah. stuff out. So While you're so, out there, so, honey, go ahead yeah. and get all the boxes in. <laughs> Love it. We've had it up for a good bit now. So. Well, Coach, thanks for hanging out with us and giving us a bit of a preview with your game against Warner Robins, the game that is going to be the central focus of all of Middle Georgia. It's going to be a great game in 5A. Uh, great to catch up with you. We've had a fantastic season so far to date. Thanks for hanging out with us for all the insightful Thanksgiving questions and previewing what's going to happen with Warner Robins this week. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Thanks for having me. Both coaches were such good sports yep, with our turkey interrogation. Yeah, well, and the holiday interrogation. And <laughs> to find out that Coach Chastain actually beat you hanging hey, up holiday Christmas decorations? People love Christmas. Yeah, and they also like making Christmas in July where we can sit there and yeah. buy things in July and they put up their Christmas decorations. Why don't we just go ahead and make it a 12-month holiday then? I know. And we don't want to leave out any other holiday celebrations. Uh-uh. So we are saying happy holidays yes. to all. All of the holidays. Yes. Happy holidays to all of you holidays. All of them. Yes. All of them. All right. So what's on your mind before we go? All right. Well, as promised, let's get through some of these brackets, John. Mm -hmm. And we're going to skip over 5A because we've been talking about that quite a bit. Uh Uh-huh. Let's go to 7A. Mm -hmm. We took a look at our game of the week, which was Milton Marietta. So Milton will play Mill Creek. Correct. Let's look at, uh, what about Grayson Roswell, top right of 7A bracket? Yep, Roswell uh, with the big come-from-behind win against North Cobb, and they're going to be host, They're going to be hosting Grayson. I know a lot of folks are looking at Collins Hill and Lowndes down at the Concrete Palace. Mm-hmm. Our game on Football Fridays, by the way, is Walton and Brookwood. Yes, it is. Recruiting 2021 at 7 o'clock, and our kickoff from a Brookwood Community Stadium a little after 7.30. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. Let's go right ahead to 6A. A lot of, a lot of folks are gravitating toward Buford and Lee County yeah. in that one because Bottom that's right, the two baby. heavyweights, low right. Uh, Decula's got a home game with Johns Creek, Northside, Warner Robins, and Hughes, and Westlake, and Carrollton as well. Skipping over 5A, mm-hmm. 4A. Mariston Benedictine. Yep, that's where I was going. Yeah, Mariston Benedictine. A lot of folks are looking at that one with uh, Holden Garner at quarterback for Benedictine, putting up some ridiculous numbers offensively mm-hmm. as a team. Stout defense for Danny Britton and the cadets, but Marist and Alan Chadwick having to go to the coast to take on Benedictine. And a lot of folks also looking at Cedartown, Perry, Doherty, Carver, and North Oconee and Bainbridge. That's a pack-a-lunch, a dinner, and a midnight yes. snack trip for North Oconee. Having to go to Bainbridge, tough test for them going to uh, go up against the Bearcats. Triple A, I'm going Cedar Grove, Crisp County. No question. And the interesting subplot there with Miguel Patrick, the former head coach at Cedar Grove, now the head coach at Crisp, and we've had him on the postgame show for a couple weeks in a row. That's going to be a big game down in Cordial. And once again, if you don't have your tickets yet, you probably should get them like now. Get Get them. Now, as we say. And Peach and Pierce, keep an eye on Peach after knocking off Monroe area, having to go on the road down to Blackshear to take on the defending champs. All right, double A, where are you going, John? Rabin County and Thomasville. Okay. I think with uh, Gunnar Stockton, with everything that uh, he's been able to do offensively, we had mm-hmm. J. Bo Shaw on the show a couple weeks ago, going up against a stout defense at Veterans Memorial Stadium. Zach Grage will have him ready. But Rabin County and Thomasville, that one's going to be stout low right. All right, class single A public, mm-hmm. Macon County, Irwin County. Yep, and that one's going to be in Osceola, but uh, also, you know, you got to keep an eye on Turner County and Metter. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks were looking at that one. Our friend Maurice Freeman having to go to Warren County to take on the Screaming Devils of Warren County, Manchester mm-hmm. and Wilcox. Manchester makes it through as a four seed again, and they now get to go to Wilcox County and take on uh, the Stowe Show there in Rochelle. And finally, class single A private. 
Fellowship Christian Calvary Day. Yeah, and you're going to have to go to the coast again if you're Tim mm-hmm. McFarland, having to go all the way from Fellowship down to Calvary Day. So Mark Stroud, we've seen what they've been able to do, ranked number two, number three in the polls most of the season for a GPB and a GPB.org. But keep an eye on Holy Innocence and Eagles Landing Christian as well. Came into the playoffs at four and six, but not necessarily a surprise considering how folks have to schedule around Eagles Landing Christian. That's going to be a stout one as well on the left-hand side, upper left. So 64 teams. Correct. Narrowing it down to 32. Yes. Woo. Um, What about the coin flip this week? How did all that go down? Coin flip went to the upper bracket, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll keep an eye on that. And so once again, for the semifinals, Mm -hmm. it's the upper bracket that is your coin flip winner. Keep an eye on that for your home field advantage and all of your your home seeds if you're tied, if you have the same uh, seeding. If you're a number one or a two seed or what, whatever it is, then the upper the upper section of the bracket will win. All right. Well, we we skim through these brackets. You guys watch Count on a Kickoff on Thursday at noon. Yes. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday at I, noon. Thursday at noon. I'm probably in transit I'm to uh, Alabama <laughs> for for Thanksgiving. Wednesday at noon, we are going to break down all of this even more. Mm-hmm. So join us on GPB Sports Facebook Live. Yep. Count on a kickoff uh-huh. Thursday at noon True. for full bracketology. Accurate. I mean, we might just make it like a whole bracketology show. A whole bracketology show. But Commander Sandy doesn't care about that. She's like, you know, I'm I'm already done. <laughs> this shows the, the podcast is in the can. I'm doing. Oh, so what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving now that we're asking? Uh, Just staying, staying here, okay. keeping it low key. Mm-hmm. My okay. mom will come over. So, okay, yeah. so is there is there a, a special Commander Sandy family dish that's introduced into it, is there, or is it pretty much uh, the normal normal yeah, stuff? Yeah, just the normal stuff. Um, my mom makes a really good lemon meringue. Oh, as see, well. that's so that's not fair. That is absolutely not stuff. fair. Yeah. A good lemon meringue pie. Whoa, I mean that. I mean that for me, it's like literally, it's like I don't know what y'all are having for dessert, mm-hmm. but you know, if if I was over at your Thanksgiving. I would definitely be like, it's like, oh, there's a lemon meringue pie. And you just kind of slide it off the table and kind of walk out the whole, with the whole thing. Yes. Not just a slice, but the whole thing. Literally, there it is, er- there it isn't. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the scene in Beverly Hills Cop. It's like there's something in your hand over here, and then you're looking over here into this hand. And it's just like you're not paying attention to what's going on over here. All of a sudden, that lemon meringue pie just kind of disappears and walks out the door. Mm, and I might just good. walk out the door with it. Yeah. Just like try and track this lemon meringue pie down. Good luck on that. Pie? What pie? Exactly. Something on my on my in laws side yeah. that's not not necessarily a dish that I like, but it's very interesting. They're from Indiana, okay, and she does an oyster stuffing. Yeah, not having. Nope. It's not my favorite. Nope. And it's no, it, but but everybody you know puts a little on their plate. Well, that's a courtesy. Yeah. So yeah. that that's one of that's, the weirdest that's the things. Thanks, that, I've that heard is of. the Thanksgiving courtesy of putting <laughs> a, a little bit of something. It's like, oh, you you brought the whatever the dish was that Not you, a fan. you brought the like, oyster stuffing. You brought the oyster stuffing. That's, that's, that's great. Thank you. It's like, I'll go get it smells some. Smells delicious. I'll go yeah, get the some. smell alone is. The... I'll go get some. I'll oh, be right back. Man. But uh, well, we hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. That yes. And we're, we're right back to work on Friday. Yep, that is. Walton Brookwood. Yep, recruiting 2021 at 7 and kickoff a little after 7.30. And when the game's over, it's not over because Hannah and I will have the postgame show brought yes. to us by our friends of the Governor's Office of Highway Safety to take you through the quarters and get you ready for the semis on a holiday weekend. Yeah, and it'll be nice. 32 teams. It'll be easier to talk about. Well, it's always easy to talk about this stuff. I know, but man, that gets jumbled.
It does. The show's fun, though. It Love is. the post-game show. Well, once again, thanks to Clay Stevenson, the head coach at Calhoun. Thanks to Mike Chastain, the head coach at Jones County, for taking a peek at the 5A quarterfinals. Thanks to Commander Sandy, King James, and Jake the Snake for hanging out with us here, making sure that the ones and twos are what they are always supposed to be. So once again, like, friend, be a part of the conversation on all of our social media platforms across the board. And if you're watching us on YouTube, let us know what you think about uh, the show being on YouTube this year. So for everyone behind the glass and for Hannah, play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your quarterfinals. We'll catch up with you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.